Welcome to the Blue Dot Podcast. Please join us as we discuss what's happening in Harrison County, Indiana. Hey, Harrison County. I'm Elmer Ramos. And I'm Graylin Porter, and you're listening to the Blue Dot Podcast. back for another episode episode eight i i cannot believe that we've made it uh to episode mm-hmm. eight <laughs> yeah we did we did I, i'm pretty excited and we're, we're getting some really good momentum um mm-hmm. and, uh, yes good feedback from listeners and all that and uh yeah I, yeah, yeah very nice comments out there we thank you so much for listening everybody it's it, growing it, it, every episode which is exciting yeah i, I think yeah, I'm really surprised how everything's kind of turning. Oh, I know. I mean, I'm blown away by the response. Yeah. And it's it's incredible. And, and it is a pleasure to kind of have this, you know, share the, this information with the community. Um, I think mm-hmm. I think we needed that here. I mean, the, like oh, yeah. before, yeah. The, the news sources in, in Harrison County were very limited and we're not, we're mm-hmm. only controlled, you know, they only said what they wanted to say and not... Yeah. Well, know. it's just, I, I feel like we're being transparent with everything. Oh, we're trying. Yeah. That's the, that's the goal. I think that's the goal over, over everything is to just give what is happening. And obviously we have our opinions on what is happening and we're not going to hide those opinions, but they're always going to be based in fact. Yes. Yeah. I think my, my For goal sure. is to really share mm-hmm. honesty and, and, and accountability. That's really the yeah. words that I always think about when we're doing the podcast, but Hey, did you hear about the uh, Starbucks that's coming in? I am shook. I'm completely <laughs> blown away. I don't know what to think. I have very mixed feelings. And I knew it was actually in the works for a while. It's been, there's been a rumor going around that it was going to go in the, the five star the five by star. Arby's. Like, uh-huh. okay. Yeah. a five star. I heard it was going in there like months ago, um, but that never came, you know. So where, where, where are they setting it up now? It is in the parking lot in front of Feeder Supply. And I actually uh, drove by today um, to check it out. This is my second trip to check <laughs> it out uh, on my home, on the way, way home from recycling. Um, and Simon wanted to see the excavators. So we went by again today and they've already torn up a really large uh, piece of the parking lot, but it's not like in the middle of the parking lot. It's out by like the, where it curves around right before you get to Cracker Barrel. Oh, okay. right there yeah. on that curve. Uh, yeah, and that so, makes sense because they want people to like, mm-hmm. to, I'm, I'm assuming there's going to be a drive-through, right? That's right. Oh yeah. And now. I think my, my guess is that, you know, of course my first thought, which a lot of people who commented on, on our Facebook said too, like, we need to still go to Kent Java. And that was my first thought, like, oh my gosh, we have to, you know, get behind Kent Java and support them. But I think this Starbucks is for the interstate traffic. Yeah. Um, you know, cause you come off the interstate, if you're going towards um, St. Louis and you turn right, turn right, turn right. And you're in that Starbucks basically. Yeah. Well, I have to say for a coffee snob, there's nothing to compare the quality <laughs> you get from Kent Java to uh-huh. Starbucks. Starbucks is definitely, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I love Starbucks mm-hmm. too. Yeah. But- you're comparing two different things. One it's a fast grab, food restaurant. It's not like, a coffee yeah, shop. Grab and go, you know. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I think Ken Java has done such a great job, really like 
their their lattes, their you know, they do mm -hmm. rosettas with their phone. Yeah. Like you don't get that kind of service with uh yeah. Starbucks. It's just they're like amazing. mixed I, milk and shot and you're done. But yeah, uh, and of course you go in there and it's always all the same people in there and yeah. It's people just are not so happy nice. to be there, I guess. Like you know, but yeah. again, like you said, it's a, a a fast food chain. So yeah, yeah, that's what Starbucks is. And I'm you know a little worried because yeah, I would like a decent grocery store, like a like an actual tar or Kroger versus JC. And I think well maybe this will lead to something like that. But I'm also worried. Well, is it going to lead to a Target and to a Lowe's and to a you know? another huge strip mall behind Walmart? Like, is that where we're headed? And yeah, I, you know, I, I don't, the part of me is like excited about something like that. And part of me is like, do we want to lose exactly. this like small town feel, you know? Like mm -hmm. I think Corden is kind of a gem. And like, if you find that it does still, when you come downtown, you still have that like small town feel. But yeah. then if you start adding all these big, then it becomes just like any other, you know. I think I'm just being place. really unrealistic and picky. Like I want a Kroger, but nothing else. <laughs> what What about a Trader Joe's? I think a Trader Joe's Oh, would that awesome. would be incredible. <laughs> that would be the best. I've heard a lot of people tell me they wish we had an Aldi. Oh yeah, Amanda actually really likes Aldi. Yeah, I've been a couple times, but I, I never go uh, that way. Yeah. If I'm going to drive that long, I just want to go to Louisville. It's my... <laughs> Yeah, so, but I should go more because I know it's great. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah. Well, yeah, it's, I don't know how to feel, but this is big news for, for the community yeah, for sure. It's great. Yeah, it's big. Well, moving along, I wanted to touch on uh, COVID updates and mm -hmm. I got an email, uh, just the regular uh, Harrison County, uh, Indiana Gov uh, mm -hmm. COVID update. And uh, so far we've had the 3,809 COVID cases as of uh, February 1st. And it was an increase of 129 since the last Which week. is down. Yeah. And we're definitely, we moved to uh, code orange mm -hmm. from red, which is great. But I also want to say that just because we're in code orange doesn't mean that you just, you know, yeah. we're, we're getting better, but that doesn't mean we're good. Like we're not yeah. in green. Okay. So let's yeah. still wear our mask. And people are saying that we need to wear two masks now. Oh, I know. And, and I will say, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna say something real quick. I have, <laughs> tell I, have me, tell me. <laughs> I have something to say about this double masking thing, because I was double masking this summer at the yeah, county council meeting. Okay? Well, I remember you at the Black Lives Matter protest. Yeah, I was double masking there. and I got a lot of heat from that. Okay. From who? For, from, I'm not going to say, but oh I had, there God. were several people that were like, whoa, wearing two masks there aren't you and i'm just like you know now i'm kind of like who's laughing now exactly well, <laughs> i don't know i i've been <laughs> I thought it was great at, at the inauguration when pete Buttigieg, and chaston were double masking i was like mm -hmm. that just shows it just tells me so much about them i love that <laughs> i really love that oh man but yeah. no and and you know i'm i'm a little afraid that we have, you know, vaccinations are open to people 65 and older now. It, does that mean people are going to get lax about wearing a mask if they've had the vaccine? Because you can still transmit it even though you've had the vaccine. So yeah. I'm, I'm a little concerned that it's going to be kind of a rough gray area here as, as this is happening where people start really getting lax when yeah. they shouldn't. 
Well, and I've also heard that there, there are some people that are eligible to get the vaccine, but they are choosing or opting not mm -hmm. to get it. And I think that's so, that this is, it's going to go against everything that, that we're trying to, you know, yeah. the curve and all that. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think that, you know, again, make sure you're wearing a mask, even if you got your vaccine. Uh, yeah. There's, you know, you're, you're still a carrier. You can still spread mm -hmm. it. So we still need to be watching out for others. And I think that the, the main reason is we need to be considerate. That that's mm -hmm. like just because that's something you're something that we seem to struggle with in this country. I, well, in this town, I think yeah. we need to consider our neighbor. You know, I think yeah, it's, yeah. it's just bizarre. I don't. Sometimes I don't get it. Like the, the separation. And, but and another thing, I am disappointed in Indiana that they're not giving it to teachers. Oh, they're not. I thought. Mm -mm educators were get were allowed. not in indiana as oh. far as i know yeah uh, yeah teachers not are not on the list right now that is terrible um, because yeah. they they are the ones uh, they're frontline workers in my yeah in my um yeah i it's really infuriating wow that's terrible well mm -hmm. i'm hoping that things move along and people are start because I, I i remember hearing that as long as a certain percentage of people haven't taken it, they were not going to move on to the next phase or release of the yeah. uh, vaccine because they're still waiting for a certain amount of people to take it. But if those people are choosing not to take it, there's no reason why we should be keeping these other people who want to take it mm -hmm. from the ne next age group to take it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I, exactly. Yeah. Again, that's just my I, opinion. I, mean, I, couldn't agree. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. <laughs> but yeah and then the other thing i wanted to talk about so that was our harrison county update um mm -hmm. i i just wanted to briefly i thought this was really funny but i um was uh, reading the atlantic and they posted about covid sniffing dogs and this is kind of just a yeah. quick thing um how how bizarre is that I, covid sniffing dogs like that just it's sounds amazing so weird to me but apparently it's a, a big thing and i mean i that even not just covid there's uh, they're, they're trained to smell or sniff out um, different types of viruses, um, such as, uh, what was the other one I was thinking of? Um, malaria and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so uh, the, at the Miami Heat basketball game, um, they were... Yeah, I was reading. Yeah, I was reading it when you sent it over. Um, I, I don't know what to think because it's like my dogs would never be able to do that. <laughs> so it's just like a... It's just an amazing, like how different dogs are according yeah. to their breed and who's training them. And they're just such wonderful animals. And yeah, but the ones that live in my house are, <laughs> they are completely maybe they incapable. Are, maybe they do know. They're just like choosing. Not they don't care. Whatever, I mean, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> they don't have a care in the world. They're just going to lie on the couch. They're like, ruin our couch. Deal with that problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, it is incredible. Um, I, the whole thing, I just COVID in general just continues to amaze me what it exposes about our society and what things it's, you know, brought about. I don't know. It's just, it's unbelievable. Well, and, and it's sad that it became a political thing because it really isn't, yeah. but it has COVID and politics have created this divide but at the same time the plus side of of seeing all these things is that you now you know who's your neighbor or, mm -hmm. or who, who you know yeah, who like what we talked about with glenn yeah yeah like i think that's a it's a bittersweet like it, it's kind of sad mm -hmm. to see that these people you maybe you thought they were good people or i'm not saying anybody's good or bad um but mm -hmm. like they thought they were caring and cared about humans 
Yeah. They don't care. They care about right, them. right. And I, I don't think that's too harsh to say. You know that you, you thought people were care, more caring than they've proven to be. Yeah. That's that's a you know that's a pretty objective thing that we can say. Um, but yeah, I just find it so strange that that COVID and I've said this before on the show, but like COVID was the last year of Trump's presidency. It's like you had all the stage set with all these different issues and then COVID just like crystallized it. Yeah, I think it was perfect. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's, I'll never get over it. I'll never stop saying this is so insane that this is the way it played out. And this, this now this year, first year of Biden's presidency is all about healing and unity mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you have vaccines rolling out and it's like this rebirth. It's just so crazy. Do you think I, that, I mean, this is like super early, but do you think he'll mm-hmm. run for a second term? He said he wasn't going to, but I highly doubt he's not going to. He's yeah. going to. I mean, I, I, I would be very surprised if he doesn't. My, my thinking behind it is if you're going to spend four years cleaning up a mess, don't you want to spend the next four years actually like maybe yeah. enjoying it? Yeah. Enjoy- and the yeah, only I reason know. I think maybe he won't is because he's going to be so old. Um, but, you know. But if you have a good team, I mean. Yeah. He seems think, in great shape. I yeah. mean. I mean, how is he much older than Bernie? Uh, I, I think so. <laughs> I mean, he's definitely the oldest person to ever be president oh really wow. yeah i okay. think i mean i'm pretty sure he's 78 okay yeah i'll look and see how bernie is real quick while we're on <laughs> um yeah because i don't want to act like i am just spouting facts i don't know bernie's 79 yeah okay. you're right so bernie okay. would have been older okay. yeah bernie man seems a lot younger <laughs> he's just like a okay i no offense. I don't want to offend Bernie here, but yeah, okay. he kind of reminds me of like an uh, an angry chihuahua. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, he's, he's the, yeah, he's it's always just, like, just da, 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 da. <laughs> he's furious about everything. Yeah. But, and I appreciate and, that. I respect that. And I appreciate that. that. But yeah. I do think there's something to be said for if that's the way you are, you have to face the consequences. Yeah. And I think he, he does. I think, yeah, he I don't think that. he cares. I don't think yeah. he gives a crap, but but I do think that's why his uh, air quotes, I'm doing air quotes right now, movement kind of has a hard time. Yes, um, because it because doesn't reach the right audience. Like it doesn't know. reach the, the broad audience it needs yes. to. Yes, I 100% agree. Yeah, but anyway, so it's just all so interesting. We could talk about COVID and how it's so crazy for like ever, <laughs> yep. you know? Okay, so um, as we've talked about before on the show, the Parks Department is planning to move their offices and their headquarters, for lack of a better better word, to the Wright Center, which is a building in downtown Croydon. This building is owned by a nonprofit group called the Friends of Croydon Capital Historic Site. That nonprofit was administratively dissolved by the state of Indiana in March of 2019. So the president of that nonprofit is Larry Schickles, who is the superintendent of the Parks Department, who is asking for $166,000 from the county as an additional cost um, to renovate this building. So he's the president of the nonprofit, and he's the registered agent with the Secretary of State's office, you know, all the paperwork online. 
of this nonprofit that's been administratively dissolved. And he's also the person asking for the county to pay for a renovation on this building. So mm-hmm. that just doesn't look great. So as a nonprofit, I know you have, you need to have a board and I know it was dissolved, mm-hmm. but is, I mean, it, is there a board? Just, we have no if, clue. Yeah. Is there a board who, who was part exactly. of it? Exactly. Even if we, it was dissolved, how can these people show up and speak up? Exactly. You know? This, and, and, so anyway, yeah, so uh, yes, exactly. But the reason we're talking about this today, I should say for the listener, is that on Monday evening, so it's Tuesday, we're recording this Tuesday, the 9th, last night, they presented at the council meeting to ask for this money. So the, so the money has officially been asked for, and now we have two weeks until they vote to give the money or not. Um, and so, so Scott Fleur, who is um, on the Parks Board, he's the vice president of the Parks Board, and he's also the chairman of the Republican Party here in here in what a coincidence. County. Yeah, what a coincidence. And so he presented um, all of the information that is supposedly going to justify this request. And then um, Larry Schickles followed up with and did the question portion. And so we have links to all this video. Um, you can watch the entire meeting online. Mm-hmm. But you know, that the, the, what makes the ownership question still a question is that they never addressed, the council never said, but the friends group is who, mm-hmm. you know, who is the friends group? It's you, Larry, right? And who else? Mm-hmm. And, and, and the, that's what's a little frustrating on that is that they're never like addressing when he says they referring to this friends group over and over, he's talking about himself. <laughs> and that is strange <laughs> i don't know i i agree i mean i i, I think that's a, a little odd that you, you know yeah what, what's, yeah and what's happening i, I what's don't know happening? i'm trying to figure out exactly. what, what's, and, the, and what's we're, in the back we're of not, and and you know he referred to us again in the meeting he, he's done it twice now um mm-hmm. you know calling everything we say sensational um you know and that it's it's not true we're not saying anything about it. We're just simply saying, can this confusion between friends group and Larry be, you know, can, can someone address this yeah. on, the, on, on the council? That's it. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't and, I, we're and asking us, questions. We want to know. We, we, we just want to know, like, is this nonprofit, um, a, do they have a board? Is it just Larry? Is it, you know, um, we don't, we just don't know that information. Yes. And, and be, before you give $166,000 of, you know, the county's money, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like that should be addressed. And to, to their credit, Donnie Hassung and Jenny Capelli and Holly Castetter did kind of hold his feet to the fire a little bit on that. So they did ask him like, Larry, what's the deal with this um, nonprofit uh, status? You know, mm-hmm. we're going to need to get that status fixed. And so he did, you know, in all the slides they had up, they said, you know, the status of the nonprofit will be reinstated. They're going to fix all that. Mm-hmm. But, but just the question of who's on the board and who are the friends group was never addressed, which is frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking through the, the, the stuff you posted on mm-hmm. our page and uh, yeah, I like that Jenny Capelli said, or, or I think this is what you wrote down that yeah. she's not voting on this um, before the FCCHS is back in good standing. Yes. And yes. I, I mean, Good for her. I'm glad she she stood up and totally. said that. Um, and and they did they they did really address 
almost all of our concerns on that, um, except for, you know, just simply asking him who, who is this friends group? Yeah. Um, but I, the thing I want to talk about more than, you know, the getting in the weeds of who owns the building, because that is important, but it's kind of missing the, the bigger issue, which is why do we want this property as a county? And the, um, like the amount of money that, like, yeah, you're right. Like, is this an investment? Is this a wise investment? Because they, they said, you know, right now it's owned by the friends group. It's on a lease. There's going to be um, a new lease written up 25 year with the potential to have it renewed for another 25 years, but eventually the property will be deeded to the county. So it's going to be county property. But is this something we want to take on? Do we want to take on a 116-year-old building? And what's the purpose of it? Like, it's going to become, I, I think, did we talk about this before? It might become part of the historic, uh, like... Preservation. Yeah, or, it's, is that still happening? I, they didn't or? say anything about that. I, I know nothing about that. And I, I just um, think it's a lot of money to spend. And they have already denied so many other things in the council so, yeah, that we need. Yeah, exactly. So... So, you know, it, again, I, I, I think it's important to look at the ownership thing. I think it's important to look at if it's a wise investment, but also just the complete um, double standard at which they're considering this request mm -hmm. compared to things they've denied already. So in, in 2020 alone, they denied um, that 100000 that Allison Shaw asked for, for the grant that would have given high-speed internet to 88 homes, mm -hmm. not 88 people, but 88 households would have gotten high-speed internet. They turned that, day. they told her no. Which I think is, and especially during a pandemic, it's like an essential yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. So that was 100,000 only. Um, the health department wanted to add jobs. They said no, but then they, they actually did end up getting the jobs they needed. So to say that was a flat-out denial is not quite right. Things changed, and with CARES and all that, they were able to get the jobs and the staffing they needed. But that was during COVID, and you know they they gave the health department a lot of grief over the money they wanted. And then you have um, animal control; uh, they needed it, uh, two part time jobs moved to full time. They said no to her. And those are again essential things that I think yeah. help this community. But mm -hmm. then we're asking for one hundred sixty six thousand dollars to fix a. An to to building, renovate and furnish a building that just, we that don't own. It doesn't add up. Our tax it doesn't make any sense. To, yeah. It, it doesn't make any sense um, until they can prove it to us that this is going to... I, I want to know, can you prove that this appropriation of 166000 is going to improve the lives of Harrison yeah. County people on a daily basis. And like, that's also what they were talking about. They, they, they're trying to say that, um, and I was just reading the, the post and, and listening to the audio, but um, they're saying that they're trying to create a parks department that can make their own money and they don't rely on casino and stuff like that, right? But mm -hmm. how is fixing this building going to uh bring revenue i don't that's what i don't understand well they had a lot of reasons why it would on there um but, but all of, of them are speculative sense. and none of them really make any sense to yeah, me yeah um, i mean they're all speculative speculative reasons like we can make money doing this we can make money doing this we can make money doing this with this building and holly castetter brought this up 
a couple of meetings ago, she, she basically said, well, that's what you told us with the discovery center, Larry. And yeah. we haven't, you know, seen a lot of revenue out of that. And what's um, happening with the discovery center? I don't know anything else. I'm just, okay. yeah, I don't know any details on that. She just kind of made an offhand comment, um, <laughs> like a joke. Uh -huh. And I don't know the history behind that. So I do think it's, it's kind of, and, and I do know for sure that it's a broken record with the parks department that they want to generate revenue. Mm -hmm. That's their number one goal is to generate revenue. And so for instance, last night they were giving examples of we can rent this place out for weddings. And my thought is, do we as a county need to be providing a wedding venue? Isn't that something the private sector does? Yes. Like, is. why is that <laughs> the county's job? <sighs> so yeah, that's great. You want to rent it for people to have weddings, but I would rather use $166,000 to, to have all new playground equipment put in at Hayeswood and Buffalo Trace. That would be, I think, a great use of money. Exactly. And I, 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 know, I know they're, they're saying they're trying to use like the, the fact that they've done projects and use local uh, mm -hmm. construction people and they've like recycled bridges and all that. And I think all that is great. I think yeah. reusing stuff's great and saving money's great. Um, but then where's the, this money, you know, this money that mm -hmm. we're saving, how are we then managing that money? Right. And we haven't even mentioned that they have an alternative that wouldn't cost anything that they are adamant that they are adamant that it's not an option, but moving into the upstairs of the discovery center. Mm -hmm. So the email and the post we put up on Facebook has all the photos of all the slides of their presentation. So you can read all this information for yourself, but there's, you know, the Discovery Center downtown um, has a museum in the, the bottom floor and then upstairs is rental space and offices and they could move in there. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, yes, you would lose some revenue from being able to rent it out. But, you know, according to Holly Kastetter, it's not quite that much. And I used to rent it twice a week for a year to teach yoga in. And um, I know what it costs to rent the spaces. And it seems like it would take you a long time to get to one hundred and sixty six thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, uh, I but, so. Yeah. Um, so they actually have a solution because I, I do agree with them that it would be nice for them to be downtown. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that makes sense that they be in downtown Corridor. And I, I agree with them that that would be really nice. And as far as I understand, I think people in the office, there's only like three or four that are, and then yeah. everything else is like, they're out on the field. Mm -hmm. right? and, and yep. And so how much and space back, do they really need? And back this summer, um, when when they got that aquatics manager job added, so in, in late summer, hmm. um, early fall, uh, Larry Schickles um, went to the council for um, approval of a new full-time position as an aquatics manager, which has since been changed to director of operations, and someone has been hired for that. But and his entire justification for this job was that they're out in the park so often that they're never in an office. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, there's three to five people that I think are in the office full time. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely something that we want to pay attention to for the next two weeks. And if yeah. you're listening and you agree that these are questions that need to be need to be asked of the council, you know, is this a wise investment? Is this going to improve people's lives on a daily basis? Mm -hmm. um, you know, do we want our parks department to be uh, generating revenue over everything else? Um, you need to contact your council member and ask them. Um, it would it would be really effective if we had a large amount of people do that. Mm -hmm.
Um, and so you can get all the information on how to contact your council member on our website. We'll have a link in the show notes. Yep. Well, thanks for sharing all that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Again, um, like we said last episode with James, like this is Parks and Rec territory. Like <laughs> we are in deep with Parks and Rec style shenanigans here. This just sounds like a show. It is. It I mean, up. it's just plastic. <laughs> plastic. What's mm-hmm. keeping us going? Yeah. So the, it's been two weeks, man. I feel I like know. The, the it's weeks like just two are weeks so and short. like I know I have to look back and like uh, I so I can go first if you want me to. I just have two things, and one is little, and then the other one's an evergreen thing that I can't believe I haven't talked about yet. <laughs> um, but the mini modern house on Instagram, I think it originally started as a series of tweets. The mini modern house. Many, many modern house. So I, modern from what I know is that it's all miniature like design mm-hmm. and you can get it's this like, guy like, whose mom and her husband de- devoted the entire pandemic to making an incredibly elaborate dollhouse full of furniture and homewares that's all miniature. So, I mean, you just have to see the pictures like me talking about it is not going to sound interesting or do it justice. I'll have a link in the show notes, but it's truly the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Oh my God. I saw one of the pictures that had like wallpaper, like it's so oh, detailed. That wallpaper, like, like I'm looking at a picture wow. right now and on the outside of the house, they have like a hose rack with the hose, <laughs> you know, that's pretty amazing. Um, a miniature dishes and it's all done in like mid-century modern. Yeah. It's just incredible. It, wow. It's truly amazing. Are you, are got, you thinking about getting into this now? Um, I don't want to get into it, but I want to buy some stuff. <laughs> like I, I, I've gotten really into looking up, like, where did they buy that miniature Monopoly game? It's oh my 10, God. Where did they get that? So they have all that information like listed. Wow. Um, like on their Instagram, they'll tag the Etsy stores where they got the stuff. Oh so then I'm like looking at Etsy stores and I'm like, what am I doing? I'm not going to buy a one inch tall lamp. You know, this is, this is ridiculous. Well, this um, doesn't even seem like a, well, you have kids and they're probably going to want to play with it, but this doesn't seem like a kid's thing. This, oh, oh, like this isn't a kid's hobby. thing. Yeah. This is not a kid's thing. Like the, the garage is like totally decked out with like, you know, it looks cluttered. Like there's uh-huh. stuff that's been there for like 50 years like <laughs> that's amazing wow well like paint cans yeah anyway that's what um, happens that's when uh when you have a lot of free time in your hands <laughs> yeah i well i i really admire people um you know my mom is like this in a lot of ways like they're able to do something they they enjoy doing something just for the sake of doing it yeah like they don't have any other motive like selling it or you know they just love doing it you know, I, I have that struggle as well because sometimes yeah. I just really enjoy drawing or printing mm-hmm. without really thinking like I need to make money. I need to sell this, you know, like, yeah. that's, that's where I like always have to find about I'm like, OK, if I'm going to sell this, then I need to work faster or do more of it. Or, mm-hmm. And so it's always that battle. But yeah. And this is like the epitome of that. Um, <laughs> but anyway, my, my second thing, and I won't go on too long because I just went on too long about that. But is diners, drive-ins, and dives. Like, Triple D. Like, I mean, it, <laughs> always, always and forever. I'm never going to stop. 
<laughs> I love it so much. So what, what, what got you into it? Um, I, well, oh, I, yeah, I watched the first season of Next Food Network Star and he won that. And that's how he got famous. It was uh, back in college. Yeah, he won that. I watched him on that. And then I, there's just something about it. It's the same every time. You know <laughs> what you're going to get. It's shocking the amount of mayonnaise they will put into a um, like giant mixer. It sounds so satisfying. It is. It's just <laughs> it's the it's the most satisfying thing. And I'll, uh, I found a video um, when I was, you know, kind of making the show notes for this episode of like a master cut of like all the times he eats something and you can tell he doesn't actually like it. <laughs> so I'm going to put that in the show notes because you so, can tell like when he really loves it or when uh-huh. it's just like, mm, it's, it's not that great. He doesn't want to offend the, uh, the cook. Yeah. Or yeah. That. And you know, I'm, I'm just talking about this. Like I assume everyone out there knows, but yeah, if you don't know what Dyer's Drive-Ins and Dives is like, get on it. Guy Fury. Yeah, guy, guy theory. <laughs> okay, what about That's you? Awesome. Well, you know that I actually started watching this uh, show on HBO called His Dark Materials, which is mm-hmm. uh, based off the uh, the books. Um, I can't remember who. I don't remember who. Philip Pullman. Oh, okay. And uh, there was a movie that came out years ago called The Golden Compass. And and actually, the reason why I got kind of hooked on it. One is because I, I don't know, I'm obsessed with this idea of like the having a demon. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or like your like your spirit animal in a way or something. And, like or your pet, like you know? Yeah. And so mm-hmm. in, in this in the show, every character has like their animal that symbolizes who they are in a way. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and then, you know, as a Hamilton uh uh fan, uh yeah. Lin Manuel Miranda's on it, so I had mm-hmm. to watch it. And is he a good actor? Do you think he's a good actor? You know, I, I don't want to talk bad about him. <laughs> but I, I will say, I, I think that he is very passionate about anything that he does. Mm-hmm. And with saying that, I think that it limits the, 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 the roles that he can play in a way. It's like, yeah, like he has to have certain roles that maybe have a lot of drama or something yeah i think it's a specific Very, kind of thing that he needs to be doing it's, it's almost like watching vin diesel in movies <laughs> because it's like i mean and i'm not trying to compare lynn with vin diesel but oh my god both, what a comparison <laughs> like they can only like vin diesel can only do a certain type of of character you know yeah and so oh yeah that's all the movies you see with him it's the same character so and i yeah. think you know, I think Lynn is a little more talented than that, but I feel like he also yeah. brings this certain character to mm-hmm. the role that he plays. I feel like I've never seen him, you know, and I don't know if I've ever seen him just acting, but I feel like he would overact. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. I think it was like that really weird kid in high school that was like yeah. at the top and no one really liked him, but then eventually he got really famous and that and, and now everybody wants to be his friend. You know? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'd be his friend. <laughs> but I, I listened to um there's this uh a rapper, a Spanish rapper. Um he his band was called Calle Trece and now he's he goes by Residente. Um, and he's pretty popular and they're actually cousins and I didn't know this. Oh my gosh. But they're cousins. And I was like, oh, this is like, you know, it's a small world. They're both Puerto Rican. 
And yeah. Obviously, well, obviously they are. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, I just thought it was really amazing that like they both kind of blew up, and um, the guy that goes by Residente, he um, he he's like he he started as a small rapper, and I know I'm going off subject, but oh, he then became now he has a Netflix uh, movie, a documentary about him, and he travels the world and writes an album about it and he he's a very like down to earth like noble kind of guy um mm-hmm. and he like makes english and spanish music and mm. you know again like that whole like talent it's you know I, I think yeah but then again they're like very specific like you yeah know, they can only play like a specific role yeah but, yeah <laughs> that's really interesting and and you know i'm gonna have to get netflix again i we canceled netflix because we weren't watching anything but we'll have to get it back because michelle obama announced her kids show today what yes with puppets. oh is that what you posted i was confused yes. that sounds awesome it's michelle obama it's puppets and it's about food yes i love it <laughs> i mean sign me up i'm ready that's, that's everything it's checked it's everything. all the boxes yeah yeah and top chef is coming back on april 1st it's all right. things are looking up it, we are set up for you to donate to us um us specifically so we'll have a link in the show notes and on our website and you know we'll put it on the instagram and everything else but um yeah and if you donate now initially your donation will help us probably upgrade our equipment yes. is what we're thinking yes. um is the first order of business so the sound this... quality will be a lot better yeah. and uh yeah. you know we're every every time like i'm actually trying to teach myself better editing skills and so we're we're definitely yeah. every episode is just trying to be better and better and with your help uh you know you'll definitely be a part of that yes it it, it would be a huge help and then in the future um you know we hope to maybe have a monthly subscription option um that might come with some additional fun content but you know the majority of everything will always be free so and maybe we'll throw with your donation maybe we'll throw in some free t-shirts in there Ooh, in the near yeah. future yeah <laughs> coming yeah. very I soon i want a sticker Stickers, i want a sticker yeah. for my car all right well well that's that's what's coming up it's going to come up very soon let's yeah. just say that yeah um but also but, as as always uh make sure uh, if you want to give us a shoot us a text message or a mm-hmm. voicemail our phone number is 502-653-9157 and also if you want to get a, a, a notification next time we upload our next episode just go ahead and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast mm-hmm. yeah and uh, we'll see you again in two weeks all right well thanks graylin thank you <laughs> bye bye Thank you.